girls rock the boys. We'll get a wild, wild, wild. We'll get wild. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, if it's what I told my dry cleaner when I asked for no creases in my pants. Then this must be Dell Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here, the hundreds of you that have assembled here tonight. <laughs> they won't know. <laughs> I'm your host, Dale Sheever, and this, of course, is uh, uh, the season premiere of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the Faro Banks of the Gowanus. Only tonight, we're a little far away from our little Gowanus, aren't we? <laughs> we're here in Chelsea. And a lot of people came up to me when they heard this was going to be the case, and they said, Dale, why is the Gowanus Canal's premier arts and culture podcast taking place in Chelsea? And I told them, come up here and smell the air. <laughs> I mean, if you had spent the summer alone in that little tempestuous waterway with its turgid brown uh, uh, rippling that happens after the earthquake, you know, a kind of like a gelatinous, like a jello kind of thing, just so, uh, and, and the way that the, the it's not uh, waves would be generous to describe it, but just the way it kind of rises and sinks and full of all the extra tape from the overzealous hurricane preparedness uh, that so many of us went through. It's time to take the tape down, ladies and gentlemen. If you, this is a public service announcement. <laughs> Time to take it down. But it smells nice up here, and even 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 those of us who are diehard Gowanus enthusiasts, we just need a break. So I'm very happy to be here, and that finds us here, all sweating together in a small room <laughs> in the beautiful confines of Turner and Trigger Gallery. And I want to thank Rachel Turner, who's back there. Uh, she and I go way back. Give her a round of applause. That's fine. So close to each other here, it's real nice. But uh, Rachel and I go way back, of course. We've known each other many years. She comes from a uh, very devout uh, family in Texas. And uh, we did some field work together down in Guatemala. Uh, <laughs> down there, helping the folks and what whatnot. Uh, so it wasn't a job uh, exactly, but I guess you could call it a missionary position. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. And, uh, but she, she and her sister run the place, Turner and Turner, and not since uh, Tina and Matthew Barney have there been such devoted siblings in the arts, ladies and gentlemen. So we're really happy to be here, and thank you once again. And uh, just a tremendous friend of the program. Speaking of friend of the program, hey, I gotta do this, and uh, this might be less exciting for you here sitting, but that's pretty much par for the crowd. <laughs> Or just part of the rest of the show. Anyhow, uh, uh, the, 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 we just did a Kickstarter campaign, uh, which is an online thing where you get to ask your friends for money every day on Facebook. And, and I did that, and we raised some money. So thank you to everybody that donated to make this, uh, make this uh, season of what it's going to be, which is just spectacular. You can tell. Uh, I'm not sweating for nothing, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be really exciting. We've got a lot of stuff. And uh, on that... Uh, on that tip, I want to thank Lisa Mezzacappa, because with the money that we raised, I was able to pay some people finally for their contributions, and Lisa Mezzacappa did the new new take on the theme song. Uh, I'd play it for you here, but I can't.
can't do that. So uh, you, 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 when you go home, you, you listen to it. And yeah, I'm sure as soon as you get home, you say, God, let me hear what happened just five minutes ago. And you go, oh, that's what he was talking about. That's wonderful. So anyhow, she, she did that. And, uh, uh, and also to Christine Shields, who did the great uh, artwork this time for us for the for the show, and uh, she did the real spooky drawing of me out there where I look real white and pale, uh, a little bit like Casper the Friendly Host is <laughs> what I'd say. The thing with Casper, he had, I guess, their uncles or something. Is that what they were? They had the, they had the, the kind of the normal-looking fella, and then the tall, skinny one, maybe he had glasses, I don't remember. Or maybe a hat, or is that Blueberry? Jay, you remember? But then there was a, 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 a kind of a heavy-set guy. I think they call him Fatson. And that's impressive to me because if the afterlife is just what you like, I don't want to be just this transparent. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather be something like like Second Life or something like that. You get to choose all your bits, get a panda head and maybe some nice faded jeans, some demon wings. I mean, that would really be something. You just make the afterlife a little bit more exciting the way that they portray it as it is, but I can tell not all of you feel the same way that I do, so that's okay. Uh, I'll just be there with my demon wings when you least expect it. <laughs> oh, don't move in that place. That's what people say. That's what the realtors say. Uh, but uh, I'm going to walk around like this because I didn't, I didn't get the uh, mic stands tonight, ladies and gentlemen, trying to save a little bit of your Kickstarter dollars. <laughs> But anyhow, well, how was my summer? My summer was great. I was down the shore for a little bit, and uh, I ate a lot of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. The suit fits a little bit tighter than it normally does. And I know that the uh, jury is still out on whether we evolved from apes. Uh, and I think that that's, that's fine. You ought to check the fossil record for, for bears, specifically alcoholic bears, given the way I was eating and drinking down there. You just have a drink at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, I bet they have non-alcoholic bears. Uh, bears. <laughs> that joke looked great written. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, but we're, we're, uh, what I did discover down there was that you can dislocate a child's elbow with a uh, 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 real ease. It's a lot uh, easier than you think. Don't worry about it, baby Pepsi's fine. We spent a little time in the uh, Atlantic City emergency room, which if you get a chance, it's really something. It's <laughs> some great people down there. It's amazing what no day like endless food troughs and financial ruin can do to a person. And, uh, <laughs> pairing the podcast tonight with Schmidter's bourbon, and uh, that goes down nice and easy. It really cools you off on a hot day, too. <laughs> well, speaking about the, the, the best people that you can find, uh, I'm really excited about my first guest here, ladies and gentlemen. This is exciting for me. We go way back, although we're not really, I wouldn't say close, but we knew each other a long time ago, and now we've come back together. Uh, and it's really going to be like two eagles mating in the sky. I think that's what's going to happen here today. Ladies and gentlemen, can you welcome to the chairs Amy Cutler. Amy, come Ten years or so, I'd I think say. so. Ninety-nine, maybe. Ninety-nine, I think. Well, that would be, be, yeah. be 
even back further than maybe I, maybe you knew me and I didn't know you. <laughs> but I think that I, I was working there at a little gallery in San Francisco. I was bartending, and I think we had a nice chat over a two-dollar glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> Got into some heavy stuff, and uh, that was. And I often want to attract uh, your success. Of course, you're a great visual artist, and attract your success. Uh, though these many years, uh, some say ten, some say more than that. And uh, I just had, I, and the thought occurred to me, Amy, how much of your success do you attribute to having met me? Most of it. <laughs> I think that's probably yeah. true. Uh, that's, and and you, you've just been, you've been showing all over. Your work is, is up now. It's a, a place over here, Leslie Tonkinow, Artworks and Projects. That's right, yeah. yeah. West 22nd. You have a last name like Tonkinow. You need to add some stuff yes, to the end. I think so. <laughs> Make it longer. <laughs> you should ask her about that. But anyhow, where, that's right around the corner here. That's right, 22nd, yes, something like that. 535. And it's a show called Acquainted if you want to Google that. But that's also kind of a, a play, isn't it? If, if I know my terms, on, uh, on a painting and printmaking. Yes. Yeah, kind of a, a word combination, or a wombination, as I like <laughs> to say. Uh, yeah, that's, and how long have you been making print? I've been exploring that terrain. Mm, since 2003. So a good long yeah. while. Yes. That's a good way to get your work out there, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also a good way to take me out of my isolation Cave of a studio. That's where you do your work? Yeah. Now, where did you grow up? <laughs> well, I was. Because I'll tell you something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if someone were to only know you by the imagery in your work, full mm -hmm. of hardworking gals with long hair and uh, colorful peasant smocks, they might think that you were raised in a haunted gingerbread factory. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> Is that just yes. What happened there to, to, to uh, give you some of this imagery? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Poughkeepsie. Fascinating. Yes. At the ripe age of six, I moved to New Rochelle. New Rochelle, that's yeah. a train stop. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> very exciting. And then I found myself at the Cooper Union in Manhattan for college, and since then I've I've uh, been in Brooklyn. Oh, well, it's a real New York story, yeah. isn't it? That's, uh, that's one. So where does this, some of this, some of this injury, uh, injury, <laughs> that's what happens. It's really comes has, out of injury. That's what, that, there's some of that in there, yes. isn't it? Because Absolutely. there's a lot of mending, there's a lot of sewing, there's a lot of things that don't quite look yeah, right. That's right. There's some of that injury. What, where does some of that come from? Early experiences? Your time in New York? Yes. Fond <laughs> memories of the Gipsy. Well, it's it's a mix of a lot of things are current affairs, personal stories, or even misheard, overheard things on the subway that <clears throat> I attribute to a lack of um, really good hearing. And I actually like the stories that I hear better, and I take them back with me and use them. So I just tumble that all together and. I'm staring at it because I feel like it's so much my story yes. too. Just overhearing things on the subway and then yeah. translating it, yeah. you know, back into taking your own experience of living in the city, yeah. living in the state, and then really translating it into your artwork, which is mm -hmm. what so many of us do. But now you've got a you've got a a, a book that's out now too, that's Turtle right. Fur. That's it's right. A delicacy in some parts of the country, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> some parts of New Jersey, I bet. <laughs> But uh, what's, that's uh, your recent work, is in that book? It covers about five years worth of work, but 
but there's some random things in there that relate to different things, so it's not a tight package of five years. Well, then there's a, there's a, what is it, an interview with Amy Bender, one of yes. our great writers, she did yes. an interview with Absolutely. you, and that was inspired by your, your tiger mending yes. uh, drawings, where if you haven't seen these, ladies and gentlemen, they're uh, a series of women maybe in the woods, somewhere vaguely, uh, maybe Southeast Asia or something, I don't know, and they're, they're, they're sewing the tigers up by their stripes. Mm -hmm. By the way, I think they're great. <laughs> <laughs> My niece begged me not to do that. She said, don't, don't do that. Don't do that, Dale. But I thought you'd like it, so I threw it in there. But now, the, the, but, uh, but the, these tiger things, seriously. <laughs> these tiger, they've inspired a lot of people. They're up to, people have tattoos for these? Yes. You have the tattoo? No, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> uh, they, uh, I don't care for that. Yeah. But, uh, no, but it's okay. It's okay. I see you have some ink. That's all right. I just, I don't work blue and I don't have a lot of, you know, what we'll talk about. Anyhow, uh, 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 so these things, they inspire people all over the place, don't they? Some of your drawings. That's, I hope so. They inspire them to get the, the tattoo. You inspire the fashion random, line. Random. I don't know about that. You but didn't know about no. this? Well, somebody needs to get on the Google machine. Yeah. <laughs> because I was doing a lot of that. I hope that's not creepy. But uh, by the way, Nita, what are your plans? But uh, the, the, the thing that I saw was that there was a, a fashion line inspired by your uh, Brazil. Brazil, yeah. Okay, I do well, know about okay, that. Okay, you do know about it then. Yeah. You made me seem like a little bit creepy there. Right? <laughs> Just a minute. Thank God that's yeah. shaking off. But, but so, is that strange for you to have? Oh, it's, it's wonderful because I'm often inspired by other people's work and I was a huge fan of Amy Bender's and it was really exciting because it was a black book, which is a magazine, paired us together and they actually contacted her and gave her my name. So it was really exciting for her to just write about one of my paintings. Usually it's the other way around, the, you know, the artist is illustrating. <clears throat> um, the written work, but this was like a very amazing thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where can people get the book? All over the place. All over the place. I won't mention the that evil store. But no, well, you could go, yeah. go to some of the local yes. bookseller if you like that. <laughs> yeah, support yeah. the local yeah. bookseller. Sure, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to go yeah. to three stores today just to get the three different things that I need. I, I don't mind when everything's consolidated, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get three, so you got to go to three stores. It seems a little bit like too much. It seems yeah. like maybe too <laughs> Anyhow, that's just my neighborhood. But, uh, but some, and some of the imagery courses, uh, I want to talk about just because people, people might not, surprisingly, people might not know all of your work. Of course, I urge all of my listeners to go out and, and see it, but the, it, it, you've really created a kind of a, another world out there, haven't you? Or like you say, you're taking something from this world and transposing it to something that is maybe inspired by uh, Brothers Grimm, fairy tale, that kind of thing. Not so much anymore. Not at all. I don't <laughs> see that at all. In fact, I've never, I've never it's seen always, that you know, it's, often, it's often brought up, and I'm trying to change the perception. All right, well, let's shake it out, yeah, let's because shake it I up. think that there's some of that, but there, there's certainly a whimsical quality Absolutely. to and it, it's but also informed so. by, uh, yeah. by some kind of pain. Pain? Well, there's some but tough stuff going on in there. Well, that's what I do when I talk about it. 
Some things I think, oh boy, I have to look at another drawing. And then I do. But it's like an onion, I think. You gotta peel back you the layers. You gotta stick with it. Yeah. All right. I think from the outside, <laughs> well, there's different layers. It's reminding me of a conversation yeah. with my yeah. ex-wife. <laughs> God bless yeah. Yeah, but you gotta stick with it. it so, but I if it's not this that. other thing, no. what are you going? There's definitely humor. No, okay. I'm glad you brought that back into the show. <laughs> there is some humor there. It's, it's funny stuff. But it's, it's what you find in it. It's very revealing about you, I think. What I find yeah. is a, a very painful experience <laughs> I must have had with women in braids. <laughs> you ever wear the hats with the braid that's on the back? The no, hats, the you know what I'm talking about? The Chinese? <laughs> the room could not be more quiet. No, <laughs> you know what I used to <laughs> Anybody ever been to Spencer Gifts? You guys yeah. know that place? You could buy a trucker hat and it had the... Oh, nice. It had the, for, for, I just envisioned Ricky Tiki Tembo, Nosa Rimbo. Remember that show? <laughs> no? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was seeing that. I think we're reaching a real point together yeah. uh, of mutual understanding. Yeah. <laughs> and so what, but, and then who, who, who are the people that you're looking to out there? What are the artists that really do it for you? Oh, man. Let's pass you don't, they, don't have, they don't have to be uh, directly influenced. Well, let me, yeah. what was the first thing you remember drawing where you knew, that's it, I got it, I'm going to go with this? Mm. Way back? Yeah, whatever it was. Actually, I was involved in this project where I was asked what the first thing I believe was with your question. And it was actually, I drew, um, I was, I think I was four, and I drew Raggedy Ann, and then I took a walnut shell and I colored that as a cradle. So I was borrowing from Thumbelina, and I had this thing for Raggedy Ann as well. So I combined the two. And I think that was really important. You put her in the walnut? Yeah. That's yeah. really nice, isn't and it? And I always remained fascinated with the tiny miniature kind of aspect of everything. Uh -huh. Even in my work today, I think. Even though I recently switched up my scale. The latest show in Stockholm. Exactly. Yes, for all of our listeners out there. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I've got a great fan base in Stockholm, by the way. Uh, yeah, so you started working a little bit larger scale. Yes, it was exciting. Well, it's not a major breakthrough in the, <laughs> in the art world, but, but they're portraits, and for me it was like, um, because the average size of a face in my paintings is like a, a, the size of my thumbprint. So these were pretty much to life scale. So it was really nice to be in the studio surrounded by 19 women that sort of stepped forward from my paintings. Well, they're good looking so, ladies too, oh, yeah. by the way. A real hardy stock. <laughs> I say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how I like to spend an afternoon with any of them. Yeah. I'm feeling like an onion. <laughs> like a Swedish onion. Is that what it is? Yes. Uh, and so where's that? That's gallery one. Magnus Carlson. There you go. For the people out there, go out and see that. And then you, you've got another show. You just finished something in Santa Fe. That's right. That's a nice place where there's a lot of women in, in comfortable slacks and turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of wide leg pants out there. <laughs> kind of a mystical place, isn't it? 
I didn't have that mystical experience. It's the altitude. Is that what it is? I think so. Well, it's a magical place. You get a cow skull or anything? <laughs> no. No. We should go sometime. I'll yeah. show you my my, my Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. I heard of something about that. That was not even considered a Santa Fe style until Georgia O'Keeffe sort of brought that into. So she rocked yeah. it. She made it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Artists really influence fashion and vice versa yeah. and go all over the place. <laughs> J-Lo's got a collection of coals. <laughs> you, know, you, you noticed my shoes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have some coals cash left over? Yeah. It's just like Second Life. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's an alternate currency. Yeah. That's what we're going to have to go to because the whole thing's going down. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Post office. <laughs> See, the post office, that's something that started to go downhill once they had the self-adhesive stamps, according to me. That's how I feel. I like to know what 45 cents tasted like. <laughs> now I have to lick it. And, yep, forever stamps. Nothing, it just makes no it uncomfortable. <laughs> I'd like to know what forever tastes like. <laughs> That's the tattoo I'm going to get, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> a little perforated edge. Yeah. yeah. I like that. But you also seem uh, uh, fascinated with another era, or things from other eras, don't sure. you? And, and, and that's, I guess, what I was trying to get at in terms of where you're looking for some of your references or what informs you. Because it's not as if you sit on the subway and your drawings are of uh, <laughs> people on the subway, <laughs> right? Mending tigers. That's not what happens. I think early 19th century is my my thing, maybe loosely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did <laughs> that like start somewhere? You just said, "Wow, that's about." Well, as a visual bigger. person, everything you know, it's you can see the hand in, in the things that were made during that time, the clothing. There's something pure about it that I relate to, as a metaphorically and, and poetically. I think you could grasp it, and also. It feels more timeless to use something from the past than to reference something so current because then it feels like a fad. And for me, then I can get lost in it if it's if it exists nowhere. Gives you Somehow. a real place to go. Yeah. That's Absolutely. wonderful. <laughs> well, Amy. And then what else you got? You got a show that's going out of Santa Barbara, a nice place out there. In July. In July. Yeah. And uh, anything else coming up? Oh, yeah, there's... Um, Huntington Museum in West Virginia. Oh, that's the Walter yeah. Gropius yes. Award Master Series. I always thought Gropius was an unfortunate <laughs> last thing. <laughs> yeah. Some of you feel that way too, don't you? And so that's it, but I don't mean to take away from your success. No. That, that's a wonderful award. <laughs> it's not really an award. It should. Also, the West Virginia, that's, and you've been down yeah. to West Virginia? Oh, that's a nice place over it's yeah. a lot of time to drive through it, so you'll have a good time. Uh, that's wonderful. Well, uh, look, Amy, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate Aww, it. I enjoyed it. I mean, you just you kicked us into high gears, what yeah. you did. Uh, We're soaring like those eagles you mentioned in the beginning. <laughs> you feel that I now? Feel now we plummet to the earth. No, you are the wind. sail. That's wonderful. Amy Cutler, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Well, now, if you, if you come to any of the other uh, live...
tapings that we do, and we're just getting started with this season, but we've, we've done a lot of live tapings this year over at the Brooklyn Lyceum over closer to the Gowanus, and uh, I'm pleased to announce I think we're almost close to a deal there. <laughs> they had a change in leadership, but uh, we hope to get back there, so if you want to come join us over there again, that would be great. But if you come to those shows, you know that this is the part of the part of the show where we have a little, we usually have a musical guest uh, sort of uh, accompany me. They'd be over there. They've also been over there on that side. <laughs> and uh, we got that. We do have a band that's coming with us uh, once we get a little bit further along. They're doing a lot of great projects, so I had to say, well, I'm going to get going and you get going and we'll meet somewhere. Anyhow, uh, they'll join us later on in the season, but the point is, uh, because my next guest is musical, uh, <laughs> you don't have your instrument, that's fine. But, but we're going to talk about music, talk about our process. So, uh, Elliot Bisker is here, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome her to the chair. Thank you very much. Oh, my goodness, this is great. Thank you. Now, you also, now tell me, you're, you're, is the band Sweet Subret, or that's your, your, that's you? It's a very good question. Um, Thank it's you. It's been asked uh, a lot of times. It, it's confusing, I realize, um, and it's my own fault. Um, I started out as a solo performer called Sweet Subret. I knew I wanted to have another name for the project that wasn't my name um, in case I, want, I wanted to expand it. I was in grad school when I started playing and I just couldn't deal with anybody else's schedule but my own and, uh, and now it's a full band called Sweet Subret. But it's a sort of long way of saying it, either both, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of clarity now, ladies. <laughs> now, what, now, what does that mean, sweet soubrette? Well, a soubrette is a character, uh, it's a stock character from the opera. You have your prima donna, you've got your ingenue, and you've got the soubrette who's for the flirty chambermaid character. Uh oh. Um, but on, <laughs> kind of harmless, kind of flirtatious. Um, but on the vaudeville stage, a, a woman who played the ukulele, for example, would often be referred to as a soubrette. And since that is my instrument, it seemed there appropriate. You, there you go. And of course, if you're on the ukulele listservs and message boards, uh, Ellie is no stranger to you. This will be, you know, you know this, this I'm, gal. I'm big in the small time. Yeah, well, tell me about it. Whole <laughs> <laughs> life spent sweating in small rooms. <laughs> Still here. But that's wonderful. You 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 you've been turning this into really something, haven't you? With the with the with the band, and uh, uh, you, you played a gig uh, just yesterday, right? You saved the American Folk Museum. Uh, the, uh, the American Folk Art Museum. Yeah, they were going under. They said, well, get some music right over here. You played the thing, and then the next thing I know, they're fine. They're going to be okay. I, yeah, I would love to take credit for that. I really well, you should. Um, mm -hmm. I take credit for Amy Cutler. Nice <laughs> <laughs> work. You know, everybody gets a little podcast bump after they're on the show, so look forward to that, too. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. But yeah, we played last night at the Folk Art Museum. And how was it? Um, it was lovely. Uh, it's their smaller space. Um, the acoustics are nice. You in there among the Henry Dodgers and that kind of thing? There, and it was, a, it was actually an exhibition of quilts. Oh, and, I love um, quilts. And it's funny, my, it was just me and my violinist, and she and I have a kind of running argument about what she wears. Um, she's sort of like a cat that will let you dress her, but won't really take a lot of Like attention. a cat that will let you dress like, her? Like, she doesn't like it, but she'll let you do it. <laughs> So when she shows up for a gig, usually I tell her to change into her fancy dress, 
but she was wearing this thing that kind of looked like a quilt, and so I just let her keep it on because it, it fits so well with the, with the exhibition. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I've often thought, when am I going to wear my quilt outfit? <laughs> yeah, if you I want to get there, I can hook you up. I will. I will talk after the show. <laughs> Podcasting and quilt, it really couldn't be anything less exciting, could they? <laughs> you put the two together, but no, I love what I do. Uh, and so you, but you're also kind of, uh, 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 by the way, you are probably the 100th guest on this show that's attended Vassar College. So I don't know uh, what's going on. Is that Poughkeepsie? Too? That, that is Poughkeepsie. Jesus, I'm big at Poughkeepsie. <laughs> i got to get up there. They have an alumni group up there? They send me a lot of emails. Yeah, they have some money? I assume they do. Well, I'm going to start playing some gigs, maybe. Yeah. Go upriver. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. White, gloves, white gloves, pearls, you know. White gloves and pearls. That's what they say about the Vassar girls. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have some of them here tonight. We'll see about that. That's not been my experience, but I, I enjoy knowing that. Uh, now, did you have a good time up there at Vassar? You know, it's funny. I hadn't quite found my groove up there. Um, you did or you didn't? I, I had not yet found my groove. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it, it took me a little Yeah, although I feel a very close connection to the Hudson River, sure. um, which runs through Poughkeepsie, so I, I retain something from my experience. Do you sing about the Hudson at all? Um, I have some water songs. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> I was an answer to that, but I appreciate that. And you're also similar. We were talking about with Amy. I don't know if you were here. We were talking about the. Uh... <laughs> I was actually right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people I lose track. But uh, I, we were talking about being influenced by another time and another era, and I feel like you may also be uh, uh, similarly uh, fascinated by a bygone era. as being a, a retro or old-timey performer because of the ukulele, but um, it's not really the case. I mean, I like the look of other eras, and I like the, the costume, the, the sort of presentation element that uh, seemed more common to bands uh, decades ago. But bless bless you. You. <laughs> they, they, took, they took a little care with their appearance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about podcast hosts, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the whole, face, the whole face for radio change. Yeah, thank you. Wait. What? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, I, you know, it's, it's tough because if you want to be fascinated by an area, you don't want to be fast, you don't want to be pigeonholed, as you said, but you also don't want to be just fascinated with an era that's too close to your own. Because that's like one of those episodes of Quantum Leap where they went back to like 91 and you're like, ah, Right, because so if, you, if you run into yourself, yeah, know, it's, uh, there's always like time and space. Oh, you've almost made it, Scott. So, uh, 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 that's true. Uh, well, and, and, and let's be clear, because the work that you do is not necessarily an old-timey thing. It's not... Uh, it's not that you're playing vaudeville classics or things. The music that you do on your new album, Days and Nights. That's right. Thank you very much. Is uh, is out now, but you get it. It's a very contemporary sounding uh, album. But it's but it's true that I think good songs are kind of timeless, and and uh, if you have That's if you have it, that too. <laughs> I mean, I think that if you can't 
quite pin down when a song might have been written, you've done something good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like some of you get some racy lyrics in there too, a little bit of that soubrette stuff, oh, don't, sure. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> and one of the songs that you have is, uh, uh, it starts with a lyric that I thought would probably be very uh, inspirational to uh, probably Office Max employees. You have a, a song that starts with, staple yourself to me. Is that how it goes? Staple yourself to me, baby. Staple yourself to me, baby. And I can just imagine the young person there stacking highlighters into the bins, looking out over the aisle with the paper clips, and maybe pining for a young gal or something. I mean, you really talk about timeless, the office supply community is. <laughs> staples have been around for a while. Yeah, staples are one of the great things that we've made. It's funny though, because that song does get a laugh on the first on the first I line often. But then they shut up once the song continues well, because it it's kind of a heartbreaker and that kind of becomes clear in the second line. I like to do that actually. I like to kind of break the ice with a joke and then when they're laughing you kind of stab them in the heart. It's like we're one mind. <laughs> <laughs> spring tour and uh, it was it was pretty staggering to to see who actually cared about yeah. the project and they're now your real friends right the other people dead definitely <laughs> I don't care for them <laughs> I was only asking for four dollars <laughs> family members <laughs> right family members anyhow you're uh, uh, well, well, and you write all the lyrics of course that's all you do, you work collaboratively with the band? Um, in terms of the arrangements, very much so. And um, how big is the band? It kind of, it's kind of expandable, collapsible outfit at this point. As I said, it started out with just me. Um, the core band is four people. Uh, there's a violinist, a bass player, and a drummer. Um, sometimes the bass player can't play with us because he's a school teacher, and then the drummer plays the marimba, just like a, you know, like the xylophone with like the metal pipes coming down, and. Uh, and then, yes. and now we also have a horn section, trumpet, trombone, and sax, and a backup singer who plays piano. Oh so goodness. it's anywhere from two to eight or nine people on stage people. at a time. And yeah. so it's it's pretty exciting. That's, we're doing a show like that tonight. Actually. Exactly, you're doing a show tonight, and I'll try to post in the next hour so people can uh, get the information. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a show tonight where? Jalopy or something, right? At Jalopy in Red Hook. Over in Red Hook. So anybody here, get on the train and go down there and see that and then walk for 20 blocks to get <laughs> <laughs> you know, If you get out of the Carroll Street stop, it's really not that bad. Well, <laughs> you still maybe, if you have a Kevlar vest or something, be good. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's great. You got a big show there. You have a, uh, and, and I'm fascinated because you're here and you're in a, in a kind of a, a pre-show mode, aren't you? And this is fascinating to me to talk to artists that are in there they're right before they go on because so much goes into you and i both know we're performers and skilled at it thank you very much and so there's a lot that goes in right before the show and sometimes you feel a little nervous or whatever and sometimes you have rituals and things i had a guest on here recently uh, uh and a great great gal and a terrific artist molly crabapple you know her great art 
happened was she had to go do a, do a gig. She came off from a gig, then she had to go do a gig with Salman Rushdie that night. She's got a tough life. Wow. And uh, so she said, well, will you pay for my cab fare? Okay, so I paid for a cab and she came over and then uh, her pre-show ritual was just texting in the audience uh, during the show. And we had a nice chat, God bless her, we had a nice chat and uh, bought her a nice coffee and she was on her way. So that's interesting to me, how artists uh, pre-show, very nice of her to come on the show, by the way. Uh, uh, pre-show ritual, do you have anything that you do? Are you superstitious at all? Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm superstitious, but I'm kind of an over-preparer. I'm like the most uptight bohemian you'll ever meet. I, I hope mean, that's true. I, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the band, they, they get to kind of relax, and they roll in, and they, they do their thing, and I, I, I love them, and I love that they're not stressed out about it, but, um, but I stress out about, you know, logistics, and like, oh God, it's eight o'clock, and where are they? Of course, it's fine if they aren't right. there yet, um, and I, I've got all the, the, the merch packed up, and I've got my, you know, so I, I, on my bed at home when I when I leave here, I've got a suitcase that's filled with merch and my mailing list that I've printed out on in this grid in Excel because <laughs> otherwise people have really bad handwriting, and uh, I lose mailing list. <laughs> Very similar to what I do <laughs> pre-show. Do, do you also test your false eyelashes before you go? And you're like, have I worn these too many times? Is it time to, you know, bust out a fresh pair? Cause I do that I with, with my ball spot. Um, I have to make sure that that's the right. I have a three of them that I have. <laughs> Henry in the St. Louis and Baltimore. And, uh, <laughs> Figure out which one is going to be. Is this one the Baltimore? No, uh, thank you for thinking that. No, this is St. Louis. <laughs> but now you also you, you you have an arts admin degree. Is that is that true? That's something I know a little, little something about, and I've urged many people not to pursue. Uh, yeah, I can, I think I'm kind of on board with that. I, I have a master's degree in arts administration, but I also got a ukulele as a gift from a basically a complete stranger um, during my first semester of that program, and uh, it pretty much derailed my arts admin oh, career. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a choice for me, really. I really thought I'd finally picked a career that I would then stick with, but um, it turns out that that wasn't the case. Although I learned a lot that I now apply to my own arts administration for myself, well, rather than for the good of some parents. organization, yeah. yes. Yeah. And did you, so you didn't start playing a larger instrument and then work down? No, I mean, I played piano as a kid. And oh, you did, maybe a little bit. Um, and I, I, I don't play out on the piano. I'm not good enough anymore uh, to play in front of people, except occasionally there's this event called the Bushwick Book Club that happens in Bushwick, and it's the one place where I will occasionally play the piano in front of people. Well, look for that. Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a rare occasion. It'll be exciting. But, uh, and so, and tonight, the Days and Nights is out. The, the album's out. Tonight you're going to be playing at, at your lobby. And uh, people can also find you at thesweetsoupret.com. you got a great blog, by the way. I found out your, your, your great grandmother was a Ziegfeld girl. My, my great aunt, yes, she was a Ziegfeld girl. And there actually about some, that, there's gentlemen. some very racy photos of her uh, in the Library of Congress that you can well, That's a good place for them. Needs some racing yeah. photos. And Lucille yeah. in her underwear behind a screen and kind of lying on a piano. Yes. It's amazing. Wow. Well, 
It's kind of a nice thing to have a legacy. Yeah, I, I, it gives me a feeling of legitimacy, like yeah. it's in my blood. Well, again, whatever it takes. <laughs> I justify that. Uh, and uh, also, I, I, and, uh, I don't mean to go on and on, but I'm, just, uh, I'm having such a nice time. You have a little bit of a thing for Isabella Rossellini. I do. Well, I, don't I we all? Well, <laughs> we, we do. I think that's true. Most of us do. And uh, I wouldn't call her a dear friend, uh, <laughs> uh, but I do have her email address. And uh, she was at an event that I was at uh, recently out there in the Hamptons, one of these nice events and that kind of thing. I was uh, hired to pass out flyers in the ballet. Uh, so I was doing that, but she was there. And do you know she had her little sort of Louise Brooks uh, Bob uh, haircut there? And uh, she had a dog in a you know, very colorful, uh, not color, it was in, like one of those. Uh, 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 in a vest, but like a like a you know what I'm saying, like a parking. What are the people that work at the parking, or like a traffic vest? Like a reflective. Reflective. That's the word I'm looking for. Reflective vest and a little handle uh, for the dog. And I guess she's not blind, as you know, but she trains the, the dogs to, for uh, for blind people. Oh and she had the dog with the. Do you, you like her I, even more? I, she's okay. like the coolest person in the universe. Well, maybe we'll get together, get on the chats or something. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry I didn't bring the uke, because then we could have had a little music to go out with, but uh, do you have anything you want? You want to sing anything? You want to sing a song? You oh got to sing your pipes? Oh, gosh. Um, I, don't, I don't think so about the uke. Do you ever cover that quiet riot? Do you ever do that? What? Okay. <laughs> the song I sang at the top. Oh. A little, a little quiet riot. Oh. No, you don't do that? I don't, I don't, I don't I'm afraid I don't know it. Sometimes I'm scared for my age. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but maybe you can splice something in for the for the podcast, for the people, for the folks back home. Splice it in. You know. Oh, you think I do a lot more to this than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for thinking that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Elliot Bisker, Sweet Super Ed. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's so nice. Thank you very much. Well, how about that? Didn't we go someplace? I feel like we've traveled on a real journey of togetherness. And season four is off to a great start. And I thank you all for being here. Give yourselves a round of applause. And uh, thanks to our guests, Amy Cutler and Elliot Bisker. And uh, if, if you're wondering uh, when we're going to thank you from all of because I said all the Kickstarter people, I'll say your name every episode. But I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> I'll take that at a later remote location, and uh, <laughs> you can fast forward through that part. But anyhow, I also want to thank Turner and Turner. Uh, Rachel, thank you for having us. Thank you for letting me be here. And, uh, uh, I really do appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. So let's have some whiskey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. My goodness, a lot of people came together to make this season possible, and my thanks go out to all of them, including the folks behind the season four take on the theme song, originally composed by Steve O'Reilly at Engine Sound. This version is arranged by Lisa Mezzacapa and John Finkbeiner, performed by Lisa Mezzacapa and VJ Anderson, recorded, mixed, and mastered by John Finkbeiner at New Improved Recording in Oakland, California. Thanks also to the following generous, good-looking and fun at parties, friends of the program. 
Nicole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Baer, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Denisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engber, Alex Estrovis, Sidney Erickson Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot of bill. Thank you. This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager-Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Meggett, George Nocktree, Peter Nocktree, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Ann Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skagg, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Yeh, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much. And now as we listen to a little tune from Sweet Soubrette, play us out. Uh, remember to tune into Dell Radio on iTunes uh, or right here on DellRadio.com. You can also follow us on Twitter with the handle at Dale Radio. How about that? All the ways you can spend a little time with me. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy.